This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. How you doing? It's uh, Kevin Riley here and welcome to the Irish Time here on Manawatu People's Radio in the county Manawatu. Today we've got the pleasure of Connor, a friend, uh, a long-term friend. I met him yesterday and he was uh, he's a journalist with the, the local paper, The Standard, and he's going to be talking about uh, his connection to Ireland. So welcome, Connor. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, but it's a pleasure. You're doing me a favour. So what is your connection? So I... I um I am an Irish. Well, I'm an Irish citizen, and uh, I a British citizen as well through the yeah, complex yeah. situation Dual, in Northern yeah, Ireland. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, um, my father's from Northern Ireland, so I've been going. Uh, my extended family is over there, and I've been going back all my life and um, to visit um, a small town called Bangor, just outside of um, outside of Belfast, which yep. is um, just about on the sea there, and. Um, yeah, so I, no, I've been I've been going. Yeah, I, I've 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 known Ireland as long as I can. So it's your remember. second home, or else your your spiritual home. Essentially, like yeah, it was always a place. Yeah, that I. It's just a place I go and see my family and see mm. friends and just yeah, go and relax and. Yep, Bangor, by the way, uh, is uh, roughly from here about Danny It's just it's part of really Greater Belfast, you know. And everyone used to go there, including myself and I, my family. Uh, you know, it was a seaside town, and it was a day out. You get the train. I forget where the station was, but there was lots of coal, et cetera, et cetera. From the Queen's Bridge, if you know Belfast at all, and used to get the train down there. And it stopped in lots of places. And we spent a bit of time in a place called Malile, you mm. know. We used to go there, you know. I just vivid, <clears throat> We were real kids and used to get out the inner tubes of tires yeah. and go out there and sort of paddle around. It was good fun. <clears throat> Bangor's in a really nice place anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the things that I've I realised about the town, looking back, is... Even you know when I when all the trouble was going on in yep. Belfast, that twenty miles or so is a very very long way because yep. while there would be all this stuff going on in Belfast, what have you? But in the interfaces, none of that would be happening in Bangor, and it'd be very peaceful, peaceful and tranquil. Yeah. So yep. I was, I think, amazingly sheltered from what was going on in. In, in that part of the country yeah. for, for a very long time. And, and that was simply just because Bangor was so out of the way. So you enjoyed it? I love it. I love it over there. I, yeah. I go back and it's almost like when you go when you go back to Ireland, you get you almost have like an IV drip of tea yeah. that goes in because yeah. everyone's off. It's like every every 15 seconds, you say, oh, would you like a cup of tea? Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. Yeah, go on, have a cup of tea. Yeah, for <laughs> a sandwich. Oh, you'll have a wee sandwich. Won't you? <laughs> that's what I remember. Oh, have a cup. oh, you'll have a wee sandwich. Won't you? You know? But that's that's part of the culture, really. You know? It is, and it's fantastic. I, I love it. And, um, yeah, I, I find it's a great... You know, it's 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 one of those ironic things. I, I, I say I've I've always found that part of Ireland to be a place of peace yeah. for me yeah. because I go out 
you know, I, I never spent much time in around the cities of, you know, Belfast, Derry, whatever, what have you. But, I'd, you know, I'd go up to the North Coast or I'd go well, to the Mourne Mountains. Or, yeah, it's a know, lovely part of the world again, isn't it? That, you know, the North Coast up there, you know, mm. Cushendall, Cushendun, you know. Yeah. Spectacular, oh, you know. amazing stuff. <clears throat> I think that's where that Game of Thrones is it, or whatever yeah. was made in a lot of places around there. You know, the scenery mm. that is. Yeah. Know? So did you ever have trouble, ever go down south? Uh, uh Couple of times, as a very occasionally as a child, like just driving through to get the ferry, and once went for the river dance. But the first time I spent any considerable time in the Republic was 2019. Oh. So I've been going back, which was terrible. I've been going back for. Oh, I don't feel ashamed because <laughs> <laughs> I've been born, bred, and buttered there. <laughs> and uh, the only time I've ever seen most of Ireland is when I've been living here and my wife and I go back for, you know, catch yeah. up my family, but then we'll do a bus trip around, the, you know, down the far south and after the west coast because yeah. my father's a Galway man. You know? oh, right. And uh, I visited Galway not that long ago, actually. A few years ago, but not yeah. a lot of years and I felt... Uh, I don't know, I didn't feel shame. I felt kind of, I should have been here before because this my dad's hometown, yeah. you know. And I had probably had relatives there, but I did sort of knew nothing about yeah. them or whatever. <laughs> you know, I had, you know, I've got no, you know, no problem. I think you must, you must have, you know, not brothers and sisters, but you must have aunties and cousins who, there's a blood relationship somewhere, but it never, uh, I never made the effort to find out, you yeah. know. <clears throat> but it was good. I enjoyed, particularly Galway. You know, it was a lovely, mm. lovely part of the world, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, it was 2019. I went down to Galway and I had a, I had a great, some of those drives you can do through the Connemara um, along mm. the west coast of yeah, the Atlantic yeah. Way. Um, it's a bit like driving through New Zealand, actually, where yeah. every corner you have another view and you just go, yeah. that's fantastic. It and then is. the next corner, there's another fantastic view. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And the people are sort of wonderful, I found. You know, most of it. Yeah. I know I, I'm going to say that anyway. Yeah. But I found the people were extremely friendly and, uh-huh. you know, trying to ask them for directions. You see, when you get to that wee church up there, you have gone too far. <laughs> you know, when you come back this way, you go to Sadie's <laughs> grocery <laughs> corner, then you turn right, you know. But then you have to do another right, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was that kind of... Yeah, but just a, kind of a charm, really. You know what I mean? People had time for people, and that's the thing that I really sort of appreciated, you know? Yeah. Because I used to travel down there with a number of Americans, you know, and they were just kind of blown away. Yeah. Know? So we were hitching around at one time, you know? And I think that's the thing that you get is just, I think people talking to you in shops and things like that, like even within a week of travelling to Belfast, I got to know the wee man in the in the news yeah. agents yeah. at Central yeah. Station exactly. yeah. quite well. Oh, how are you going? How's the crack? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, what was that, Connor? You know, you know, the, uh, the papers are over there, Connor. You know, you know. Uh, yeah, no, but but that, I mean, that's kind of. Yeah. I like to think it's still alive because <clears throat> that's the generation that I, I come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I used to get a bit of that when I lived in I lived in Derby in the Midlands of uh, you know, East mm. Midlands in England for a long time. I was a postman there, and yeah. I really I knew Derby better than anywhere else I've ever been in the world. Yeah. You know, every. You stood the post over there, it was delivered by what they call a walk. You know, you didn't right. bike or have a motor, you know, no doubt it's changed then, but you know, mm. just, everything was just door by door by door. Yeah. And I used to go to every every little nook and cranny in the, the city of Darwin. I mean, I loved it. It was just, it was kind of me, and people were really, uh, you know, chuffed to see you. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, you know, where's my Jarrow, you know, the unemployment benefit, you know? Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'd be looking through it. So I mean, there's nothing here, you know what I mean? You sure? I said, look, let's go in here, have a look. Yeah, it's not there. And I said I haven't missed it because I'm pretty uh, thorough when we <clears throat> get the the post all set up. You know, uh, I said that's all I can do is uh, all I can say is you know get in touch with the you know the social welfare people and tell them what's, what the crack is. You know, and hopefully as soon as I get it, it it'll be in your letterbox. You know, mm. and it usually was. It was a couple of days later. You know, 
So what part of England were you living in? So I was, I, it's, it's interesting actually, I, I grew up as what would call, be called an expat child. So my father worked for a big multinational and I grew up moving countries around. So oh. I've only lived in England two years of my life and one wow. of them I was a baby. <laughs> um, but uh, the accent is from British international schools. And oh. so we would be, yeah, so I did, I was born in England in Chelmsford in Essex. Yeah, and then, yeah no Chelmsford. And then I went, we were down in France and Paris for seven years um, and my dad was working there and we came back to Brentwood and then we're in Singapore five and a half and then and then moved over here and so um wow. yeah it was a lot of a lot of shifting about but um but all that time I was through the the idea of going into an international school was through the British curriculum was that if we went back to back to England or or back to, to Ireland to mm. that bit of Ireland then I'd be able to just slip into the curriculum and mm. carry on as as You've normal. led an interesting life. Yeah. Can't for someone so young, if you don't mind me saying. You yeah. know, it's just amusing. <laughs> it, made, it made journalism a, a, nat- a natural sort of fit, I think. And um, you've got the crack as well. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's a really... That, I'm, not, I'm not a journalist, but I sort of yeah. take a big interest in stuff. I read a lot. Yeah. And you just have to have that kind of crack, you know, that ability to get yeah. along with people. Not so much get down to our level, but just be yourself, yes. you know? Yes. Instead of being, oh, you know, um, don't you know who I am? You know, that yeah. sort of attitude, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think... I mean, the thing that really drove me to kind of do it was um and it was it was funny that i during the first march 2020 lockdown i was i was getting mad jealous about seeing other colleagues who were getting you know getting on the air or writing stuff mm. to the point where i couldn't read the news or couldn't watch the news and it was just terrible and i just woke, i just had a, woke up one day and i just had need to do something about this and mm. and so started working on it um and uh getting yeah well did go to journalism school or yeah well I, like i'd had seven years experience doing student oh, radio yeah. so i learned how to do journalism kind of on the fly mm. um, and then it just took all I needed really was a piece of paper from a university that said yeah. I needed to, I, I know how to be a journalist and yeah. um, and I picked up a lot of skills along the way and refined a lot of stuff that I'd picked up you know pre, prior in student media but um, yeah eventually it meant you know, I got the opportunity to come down here. <laughs> what made you come yeah. to New Zealand, if you don't mind me asking? New Zealand? You know, there was a, you see a Dad's, job advert. Uh, Dad's job moved us to New Zealand. Um, oh. I was four, 15 when I came, ter- just turning 15 when I came here. Yeah, um, well, of course you said earlier. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't have a choice in the matter of <laughs> coming here. But um, but I've stayed, I've definitely um, chosen to come to Manawatu. And that was a conscious choice. I had a series of offers this was the best. I'd never been here before. The first time I came down here was to look to somewhere to live. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, it's all worked out really well. And, I, and you're happy. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. The people here are... They're so nice. They're gen- yeah. really nice. I let me know people say to me, because we're like, I used to go up to Auckland and down... Mm. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, to, uh, yeah. conferences and down to the Beehive because yeah. I worked as a tenant. I used to support tenants with mm. their disputes with landlords and housing in general. Mm. And people, oh, what you, how can you live there? And I said, I love the place. You know, I said, yeah. it's really uh, multicultural. You know, yeah. and I said, I have just lots of... People, I said, you know, different languages are spoken. You know, people got this idea it's a country town, which yeah. it is to some degree. I don't dispute that. Yeah. But it's got an awful lot going for it. It says it's got, uh, you know, the <clears throat> Massey University, the university, at, uh, you know, yeah. the 
Japanese university up in uh, Akartri. Oh, the uh, IPE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for yeah. that. International Pacific University. Yeah, yeah so uh, and it's got that. And uh, it's got a lot of other U-call. You know, people mm. coming from all over. You know, I used to mm. talk to a lot of people who were uh, doing nursing courses at U-call and they were from Fiji and mm. a number of other, you know, Neighbours for this part of the world, mm. you know, and I said I just think it's a you know a brilliant little town, and the yeah. people are okay, you know, it's got a lot going for it, you know. Then people say, oh, I'm bored, there's nothing to do. I said, there's more clubs than you could you trip over, you know, if you want to join yeah. this and want to join that, just make the effort, all right, just yeah. just get on the net and look something up, you know. And that's the thing is that I've I I think I haven't experienced the the most of it just because I've moved with Red Alert Level just yeah. before Red Alert Level came in. I yeah. I moved down here and everything got cancelled and everything yeah. shut and everyone went to ground and so um I I think I'm I'm still waiting for it all to kind of yeah, so am I. open up again yep. and and then get out and meet people and yep. know people because all I know at the moment is yourself, my colleagues, and my flatmates, and yep. that's, that's what I've got. So. I know, but it is it's good. But it was good. But you know, like COVID just changed everything. A lot of the international students just disappeared. Really. Oh yeah, they went home, and there was a lot of them, and they added a real vibrancy. And I told the other students from around the country, you know, mm. I mean, it was it was uh, we had the youngest uh, population per head uh, in Palmerston North at one time, believe it or not, wow. you know, in New Zealand, yeah. you know, and that was when you know all the educational, all the facilities were mm. buzzing along, but then COVID came out and it just kind of wiped it out, mm. which caused uh, kind of. It takes a lot of that vibrancy away, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, you know, well, I, I see it when I'm walking around. I don't see as many young people as I once did when yeah. I'm sort of leaving the studio here and just walk home, you know. Mm. It was just a lot of activity, you know. Same yeah. as that St. Patrick's Day in the Celtic yesterday, I saw it in the, today's paper, you know, with what That was me, that yeah. yeah. And it, was, it, was de- it looked dead. You know, there was a lot of people around yeah. the table. But I remember the last time they had a stage up and there was yeah. bands playing all the time. There was Irish Breakfast and some of the money from the Irish Breakfast went to a local charity, you know. Mm. But I, I don't no, I wasn't there, like I said, but it just kind of looked like it was lacking that vibrancy, yeah. you know? Um, and that's just the way things are at the oh, moment. I know, but oh, yeah. yeah it's uh, I met Connor yesterday. My wife and I went over to uh, Murray's Irish pub over there in Feeling, you know, just for... Uh, we normally do every year, actually, because it's, it's not a bad little bar, you know, and we sort of just go there and have a bite to eat, you know. Uh, and that's when I ran into Connor and the wonderful Warwick Smith, you know. Uh, yeah, Warwick's a good man. I've known, I love that I've man. had him, yeah, I've had, known him for a long time, you know. Yeah. He's always left <laughs> community stuff, and organised, whatever, whatever. And just give him up to say, you know, do, you, do nothing, come along and take a photograph or something like that. Uh, and he, he always turned up, you know what yeah. I mean? And he would, he would talk to people, not to me. I said, no, you don't want to talk to me, Warwick. These, these are the people that are, uh, you know, the ones that are affected by what's going on mm-hmm. here, like rent increases and stuff like that there and that started the, the National Party sold off thousands of houses you know and these were people who were being basically yeah. evicted you know because they just couldn't afford it you yeah. know? but anyway so what are your plans then do um, you plan to go back to Ireland for a trip I, I've actually so I was 2019 I went back uh, just before just before the Covid uh, stuff happened yep. and I came back and I, I was this close to emigrating over to Belfast. Mm. And the one reason I didn't is because at that point in my life, I got to the point of asking myself, okay, what's my trade? Yeah. And I didn't have an answer to that question. Right. <laughs> and I thought it's probably not a good idea for me to just go over and work, you know, work behind a bar or work in retail. Because oh, yeah. working behind a bar and working retail, I was sick of it here and I knew I'd get sick yeah. of it over there as well. Yeah. So um, uh, I... Um, yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd like to eventually in the distant future kind of do do some time 
over there and um no, I'm and, just talking yeah. about holidays you know gone for a break a vacation at some oh right oh, I thought, God, I thought you meant live yeah oh, no, 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 I'd, no. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do I'd love to do but I mean I, I I do um whenever flights and stuff open up and things like that I'll the definitely be getting back yeah. over there because I only just found out the reason I went in 2019 and that was after a long period is because it took a, a lad I worked with in a bar in Auckland who's also from Bangor and and this is oh, how small it was. Wow. He actually went to the same school as one of my cousins and uh, and was in the couple of years below, which is wow. how small, small the, world is, the place is, yeah. And uh, and he was um he was telling me, um, you know, he'd 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 said, Oh, um, you know, do you ever go back? And I said, Oh, it's just so hard and British Airways, they just they just rip you off across yeah. the Irish Sea from Heathrow. Yeah. And he said, oh, you know, you can fly long haul into Dublin. Mm. And I looked at the flights and I was just like, I, I saw how re- yeah. they were more reasonable than I thought. And I just, I booked it and I went and, and that was all just from someone magic. telling yeah. me that Dublin, you know, took, took big planes, which I didn't know. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Dublin. I like Dublin a lot. You know, it's got a lot of history, except attached to it, you know. Yeah. But uh, Belfast is because it's my hometown. And I'm yeah. sort of pretty attached to uh, memories, you know, yeah. born, like I said, born, bred and mm. buttered there. So I sort of, yeah. and I know the place pretty well, you know what I mean? Different mm. Tears of society living here now. Cause Have you been back? I mean, when was the last time oh, you were back? About two or three years ago, me and my wife went back, you know. So what, what have you made? Because you're, you're considerably older than me and you would yeah. have, um, you know, seen it, um, you know, in the in, in the bad old days when the conflict yeah, was yeah. happening. So what do you make of all the changes that have happened? I think it's absolutely sense? brilliant. But the sort of communities are still as divided as ever. Mm. But it's not, you know, the violence is gone, thank God. Mm. But there's still those kind of... Uh, yeah, breakdowns. Yeah. There's a word for it, you know what I mean? The peace wall along mm. the, you know, you know Devil Street up to the falls, then over to the Shankle. You know, yeah. a lot of that stuff is there. And there's a lot of uh, division still, but mm. it's not as in your face as it once was. Mm. Brexit's causing a few problems at the moment for them, I yeah. think. You know, there's the unionist community are really mm. unhappy about that because they can see a united Ireland coming eventually. You've got the European yeah. Union, and that, I don't know. I think that is going to happen myself eventually. Yeah. You know, but, uh, also, but the Catholics are the majority now. I say, yeah, but yeah. from what I've people I've spoken to over there, you know, and a lot of them are uh, quite happy. You know, they don't see they they just see themselves as me Irish, whether I come from north or so. Yeah. So you know, I used to tell people that one. You know, <clears throat> oh no, I'm British Irish. I said, look, when you said foot in England, and like, you're Irish. Yeah. You know, people over there, they're not concerned or yeah. bothered. You know, that's true. Yeah, you know? I can, <clears throat> I can. Um I think it's it's interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal that I, I actually I come from a from an Ulster Protestant uh, yeah, background and that, yeah. uh, but a very moderate a moderate kind of unionist sort of yeah, middle class. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, they would they had they yeah. So so I I think it's it's something it's an interesting thing because it's it's kind of like a sort of cultural connection to Britain yeah. as opposed to maybe yeah. you know yeah. there is that there there are people who'll go you know. I'll, we're the same country, we're the same country, we're the same country. And, uh, uh, but, um, I mean, anyone can draw a border anywhere. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it is that kind of cultural and sort of, um, connect and, and, you know, through religion and through sort of, I don't know, through, through how, 
people live their lives. I mean, there's stuff like, you know, the, the Protestants don't do St. Bridget's Festival or, yeah. oh, you know. Yeah. But they're kind of minor details. The Saints like, stuff know? and yeah. all that sort of thing. St. And, Patrick's yeah. Day was only uh, recently sort of celebrated in yeah. the north, you know. I'm talking about possibly a decade mm. ago, but yeah. uh, St. Patrick's Day was, uh, where I come from, was like a holy day of obligation, mm. as they called it, you know. Yeah. And I said, that was it, you know, you went to Mass, etc., yeah. etc. Et you know, mm. like I said, I was born obviously Catholic, you know, but yeah. I just tell people, so I said, no, I've got a faith, I'm not a fanatic, you yeah. know what I mean? I just, to me, anybody's per- religion is a personal matter. Yeah, you know? for so sure. When they start mouthing off about it and yeah. sort of, no, come to my church, no. I said, that's when that, that just sort of turns me off, you know? Yeah. I just think, I'm not interested in what foot they kick with, you yeah. know, it's irrelevant, you know? Because uh, most of the people I hang yeah. around with were, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Protestant, as it turned out, yeah. and I just, but... I never, we never even thought about that, man. Yeah. Billy and Jimmy, you know, it's just their parents were a wee bit more kind of. Mm. I always sensed that they didn't like me much, you know, because I was a left footer, as they call it. You know? <laughs> I don't know, but that was just you pick things up when you're about fifteen, don't you? Yeah, you, know, you do. You know, they don't actually say really bad things to you, but mm. you just sense that you're really mm. Billy's not happy playing with Kevin. You know, no, you know? I, I tell you, one of the things that actually, you know, made sure those divisions were never there when I was mm. growing up was um, was rugby. I yeah. grew up with the Irish rugby team. My dad's Did a ma- mad Irish rugby supporter, and wow. uh, and and Ulster is also a rugby supporter as well. And they're they doing well, actually. They're doing really well. Yeah, my, uh, they, they weren't when I was growing up. So mm, it's, no, it's but, a crap. I used to be live to live in uh, a place yeah. called Craigie, Craigie Estate, no, yeah. it? and it was across the road virtually from Raven Hill. Oh, yeah. There's something else, Kings, something or other stadium yeah. now, you know. And that's where the first time I ever had anything to do with New Zealand. The All Blacks were playing, and I just used to go. I mean, I was a football player, you mm. know. But I go with oh just run the corner. I used to let you in for free. That's how you know. Like, Where yeah. you go, son? You know. Yeah. And I was it was the hacker. You know, that just used to blow me away just to listen to see these guys in the middle of the paddock. Yeah. You know, and the hacker. You know, and uh, they slaughtered all still hanging. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and now uh, talking about football. It's him in Burnham. We used to uh, one of our neighbours was George Best, a footballer. Oh, really? Ever heard of him? Wow, oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, he used to live up the street. We used to play in the same team, you know, Krieger Boys Club. That's oh, when they right. had things like that, boys clubs, you know. Yeah. And we used to, you know, they had club rooms, and we all used to turn up. You know, what about your Jordy? You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was. But then now and again, there'd be scouts would come over from Manchester or somewhere. Yeah. You know, and we thought oh, they're looking for somebody. You know, had their eye on somebody else, but it was George Best, you know. Mm. Etc. Etc. So obviously, but he wasn't. Uh, you know, people say, "Oh yeah," I said, "I didn't know him." He was someone I used to play football with yeah. on a Saturday afternoon up in the field, you yeah. know. And then he would go home, etc. And I see him in the street, and you just sort of hello, Jordan. And, yeah. But there was no connection. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? You know. You just see, he see them. Yeah. About he and, wasn't a, yeah. a close friend or anything like that. He was just one of the guys I played football with. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, yeah, but but no, that was that was one of the great things about the rugby team is that and how unique it is that Irish rugby covers the whole island exactly. across yep. nationalities and yep. differences and so what that means is when you're going to games you're meeting people from from Cork all from Dublin from Limerick yep. from yep. Yep. all yep. over and um, yep. and there and and so you know they get to know people from the north really well and they get we get you know yep. people from the north get to know people from the south really well and it, it the rugby crowd is this fantastic bond of people. Yep, from different I agree. Because I've been fighting. From, I, I used to write letters to the Irish U's and places where mm. that you know football was the only game where they had two you know yeah uh, two teams. You know, I said all other sports in uh, Northern Ireland they're one. You know, they operate under the Irish. So yeah. the nationality, as mm. opposed to you know, we're from North now, we're from the South. Yeah, now. and they play that every 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 uh, mm. football, every uh, football, every sporting uh, organisation had that. You know, yeah. hockey, 
rugby. Yeah. And uh, I can't think of anything else, but, you know, it wasn't like rugby league. I've never heard of rugby league. Yeah. No. But then, uh, you know, but football was Northern Ireland Football Association. And then they were yeah. probably running, you know, and I said, that's why we're crap. You know yeah. what I mean? I thought if they actually would come together, they could have a decent team, you yeah. know? you know. And that's, it's the same thing as, you know, with the, um, with the Irish League. The, was it the Irish League or the Irish Cup? Or Irish, yeah, Irish, Irish League. league football. Is yeah. that, you know, it, it's... Well, you've got three three fanatical clubs there yeah. in it, and Linfield, I don't know. It always, yeah, like that, yeah. And it always seemed just more trouble than it was worth, you know. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. It's all again. It's all sectarian, basically. At the yeah. end of the day, you know, the guys go Celtic and Rangers. It's all yeah. Sell, you know, it's all kind of you know religiously mm. based. I don't deny that, but it, yeah. it is. It's just. The, the way it one is. of the things I found interesting about all of that as well, actually. So, so for my, I was born in. I'm going to make you feel old now. I was born in 1995, mm. and uh, I was, um, I was three. I, I, I wasn't even, uh, you know, a twinkle in my parents' eye when the yeah. ceasefire happened in '94, and then I was, uh, I was three when the agreement was signed in '98. Mm. I was 12 when the soldiers finally left in 2007. Mm. Um, so I do remember the soldiers and uh, occasional checkpoint, but it was it wasn't pervasive. It was yeah. just they were sort of in the background. Um, and I think I've noticed through my generation, particularly, there are those political radicals, but there's a much growing percentage of people who are just fairly middle ground and fairly yep. sort of moderate and yep. thinking more about the issues that matter as opposed to who's on my the team, history. you know, yeah. my team yeah. and, you know, all that sort of thing. Yep. It's like, you know, never mind that they want social housing. What do they think of United Ireland? There's none yep. of that sort of thing yeah. going on. Um, and I think that's been really kind of encouraging to see. And it is. The bit, there's a big push for integrated education at the moment. There was a bill that recently passed for Yeah, it. I read that the other, the other day, actually. Yeah. You know. And so getting for this program and doing stuff, yeah, getting people into this, you know, just getting people into the same classroom so they know each other from day dot is. Oh, um, I went to the same uh, yeah. school. I think it was, uh, you know, St Anthony's Primary School mm. up the Woodstock Road, you know, yeah, and that was it. We were just recycled because there was no, yeah. you know, intermediates, uh, no, no, but you know, secondary schools mm. and grammar. There's no certainly no grammar schools, uh, yeah. and that was it. Just got recycled. You know what I mean. And I blame the, you know, possibly the, you know, the government of the time, yeah. but also the Catholic Church had a lot to answer for as well. You know what I mean? Mm. They just kept us as serfs. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Basically, I mean that's why I've got my politics because I'm really interested in politics. But that, yeah. so that kind of upbringing, you kind of you don't forget stuff like that. No. You know, you think no, this is not on. <laughs> you know. And I think kind of to 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 a degree, sort of you know, having a connection. I think having a connection to Ireland, but particularly having a connection to Northern Ireland means. Mm. That I think you are somewhat political by nature because yeah, politics is just. Oh, I know it's a blood sport. It's, it is, <laughs> and it's it's where it's a place where where history becomes very real very quickly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, exactly. And so, um, yeah, but um, but you do have those you do have those moments of weakness. I I remember um, uh, you know that I, as much as I'd love to see United on in future, I'd love to see it oh, come I together. Like, it's inevitable. It's, I, hope, I, you know. I, I really hope that does does come about, and and I hope it happens once we're all ready. But but I do remember at the same time coming back to Northern Ireland in 2019 and I was getting in the rental car and I went to Sainsbury's and I loaded up on Walker's Crisps and Monster Munch and Dairy yeah. Milk Chocolate yeah. and plonked myself in front of BBC Two and I was thinking, Jesus, isn't British rule fantastic? And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I was like, I, and that was, I was a moment of weakness and then I kind of went down to Belfast and it, and it, 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 it snapped out. But, uh, 
But it is one of those things where there's all those those discussions about, you know, the NHS and welfare yes. and all that sort of thing. It's, it's big news at the moment, you know. Yeah. I've got my, like I said, all my family still live over there. Mm. They've been, you know, operations or, you know, to see consultants yeah. are kind of being put off and put off, mm. you know. But, uh, yeah. But I just think it's like the people here moan and bitch about, you know, the, the health service here. I thought, hey, we've got one. Yeah. All right, it's far from perfect. Yeah. And hopefully it will improve. But it's actually, uh, we have one. That's in a lot of other countries because I've moved around, yeah. Connor, believe it or not, you know, yeah. mostly in North Africa and the Middle East oh, and wow. Asia. Oh, long, long time ago. Oh. And uh, I've sort of been to hospitals there and, you know, yeah. it was, you know, Where's your credit card? You know, yeah, stuff exactly. Like that. You know, all I needed, maybe I'd fallen over and I cut myself. Needed stitching, mm. and I, I managed to get it done. And uh, you know, give them a spin of a yarn. You know, yeah. and they would do it out of sympathy, I think, more than anything yeah. else, you know, because it wasn't a, a serious matter. You know, yeah. But we should be grateful for you know what we've got. Yeah, you know, can be improved. You and know? I think I think it's um, it's incredible. I've I've got family, um, uh, a couple of couple of cousins who, who work in the NHS in, in the Ulster Hospital uh, oh. over there and um, my brother yeah. lives up there <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no they're all they, 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 I've got one of my one of my cousins I, I believe I, I could be I could be incorrect but I think he he works as, as with all the equipment in the hospital so right. engineer and fixes yep, all yep, the yep. sort of hospital gear and all that and the, does that job and technician an important person techni- technician of some degree mm. and uh, and he, um, he he does uh, um, yeah no he was telling me that, that they, they they were shoveling people onto clinics. I think an hour and a half away, and all that, just because of a lack of space. But but I think it's one of those things where, at the end of the day, it's it's still free. It's mm, a free to go yeah, and see a GP. Exactly. You don't pay a, yeah, pay a penny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it might be an inconvenience. You have to wait. Mm. But, you know, that's not. It's a small price to pay when yeah. you're saying it's like I I had an accident here. Mm. I forget what I, I then I fell and I broke my nose, believe it or not, Connor. Yeah, yeah. I was walking the dog, you know. But anyway, I went to the hospital here about seven o'clock in the evening. Didn't get back here about four in the morning, you know. Yeah. And people were moaning, but and I said, look, I was in the right place. You know what I mean? They looked at me uh, and I thought, you know, I wasn't a, a serious, it was a problem, but it mm. wasn't serious. I wasn't going to die or whatever. And there was a lot of children there and they were seen first. And I said, mm. I was just happy to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I could have, uh, I'd like to have been seen sooner, but. Say la vie, you know, it didn't actually, didn't bother me. Sort of, I was there yeah. and I was in the right place. And the doctor, he came from Bristol, by the way. Oh. He was a lovely man, young guy like yourself, you yeah. know, and uh, we had a bit of crack, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, because he was, he had left England, I think, because of Boris. Don't think he was a big fan of Boris Johnson, uh. you know, <laughs> the, the Conservative Party. Yeah. Anyway, we're coming close to the end here, Connor. Anything uh, else? You're going to come back sometime? Would you like to come back whenever you're free? I know you're yeah, obviously a busy man. Hundred percent. I do. Um, I do get the odd Friday off here and there, and uh, no, definitely. Well, we're yeah. flexible, Connor. We can always move it to you know whatever time it suits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I said any day it suits because I just like to do it in the morning because, like you say, I'm an old man. So yeah. when it comes about lunchtime, I usually because of my age, I'm in my seventy, so I usually just right. have a nap in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It's not a matter I want to. I just I'm reading because I read quite a bit, like I said earlier, and I just sort of crash for about half an hour or something like that. I'll tell you, the the days of me staying up till the wee hours of the morning, I think COVID's kind of killed that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I never was one of those people, you know, nightclubs and stuff like that. You know, when I lived in London, used to, like I said, I lived in Shepherd's Bush, and uh, now I would go out to some of the clubs, but, you know, it just I just couldn't get the point of it. You know what I mean? It was all like I was... I'm working hard here. I know my money's going into the pub. Yeah. You know, I went to the middle of a club or something like that there, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Café de Paris, some really expensive place. I don't know how I ended up in there, but I did. 
and it was, you know, they were charging more than what I was earning, yeah. you know. And I thought, no, no, I've had enough. They said, oh, you know what, but you can stay up about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I said, I've got to go to work well. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Anyway, Connor, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. Right, it's been a okay? pleasure to you, I hope you listeners uh, have enjoyed the crack. And uh, Connor has just told me that he'll be back sometime in the future whenever he's free. Okay. So until then, take care, and I hope you all had a wonderful St. Patrick's Day, and uh, have a wonderful week, and be kind to one another, okay? Catch you later. Bye. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play, and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.